You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 143. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach, and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about one of my absolute favorite coaching concepts that I came up with, and it is one of the concepts that also makes up our core philosophy of Thriving Coach Academy, and it is one that I call the rule book. So uh, recently I was asked by one of our uh, prospective coaches uh, what some of our key philosophies were. And I wanted to share those with you because I narrowed them down to four and then we'll dive deeper into the whole rule book concept. So number one, our core philosophies as a program and really like the underlying principles behind all the, the skills and tools that we teach. Number one is rewrite the rules. So this is what... I'm going to expand on more in this episode about rule the rule book. And it's the idea that we all have these rules in our life about who we should be and how we should live our lives. And as coaches, it is our job to help our clients identify their rules and help them rewrite them. The second philosophy that we have is to coach and not coddle. Now, a lot of people are trained in coddling, but they're not trained in coaching. So what we believe in the academy is that people are not victims and you have no, you don't have to rescue, save, or fix individuals. Real deep coaching is about seeing your clients as heroes and empowering them to make positive changes. So a lot of the concepts we teach are about how to see your client as a hero, how to really coach them at a deep level, and not try to coddle them. The third philosophy we have is the power of play. So while we're all about going deep, we also believe that when you integrate play and fun into your coaching, it creates a relaxed space for your clients to go deeper. And also when you incorporate playfulness into your sessions, it helps your client break down the walls they might have so they can, they can reflect on themselves and navigate challenges that they have. So that's the third philosophy. We have the power of play. And then the fourth one is on being anti-affirmation. So a lot of people believe that there's it's all about what you think and you just have to think positive thoughts to transform your life. And we actually believe the opposite. <laughs> so in order to be successful, it's not about just having happy thoughts. You need to have a holistic approach that means combining your mindset with taking meaningful action. So we're really big in our program on how to get your clients to take action even when they might not have total belief in themselves or even when they don't feel so inspired. So that is our, I would say if I were to break down our curriculum to the four key pillars, it would be those four. It'd be anti-affirmation, the power of play, coach, don't cuddle, and then rewriting your rules. So in this episode, I want to talk more about what I mean when I say rewriting our rules. And the way that I came up with this whole idea of the rule book is 
when I moved across the world to live in China many years ago. So for so long in my life before I moved to China, I had this idea about who I was as a person. And I I thought that I was an introverted, shy person. I thought I didn't really have much to say. I, don't, I thought that I didn't belong in the spotlight. I was more of a behind-the-scenes type of guy. And I had these ideas about myself for a really long time. And this is how a lot of people in my family and in my community saw me. And then when I was on the plane all the way from New York to Shanghai, I had this moment where I, I, it dawned on me that when I got off of that plane, I was going to be in a new continent, a new part of the world where absolutely no one around me has any idea of who I am. And in that moment, I felt this liberation because I realized that I can choose who it is that I want to be and how it is I want to show up, and no one would question that. And it's in that moment, I realized that I could rewrite all of these rules around who I thought I should be and really define who I am. So when I got off of the plane in Shanghai, I decided, I, you know what, I'm going to be someone that owns their truth and shares their voice freely doesn't ask for someone's permission in order to speak up and be heard. I'm going to be someone that takes up space. I'm going to be a leader. And I really feel like I transformed as a person because I shed all of those rules that were holding me back. And as I got into coaching, I realized that this is one of the most important pieces of the work that we do as a coach is helping our clients recognize what rules that they have that have expired. In other words, what are the rules that no longer serve them? Now, we have rules about everything in life. We have rules about ourselves. We have rules about others and who they should be and how they should act. We have rules about life at large and what what is really possible and what's not possible. We have rules about money, time, decisions, aging, health. We have rules around every single area of our life. I like to think of a rule as a one-sentence thought. So every rule can be summarized in one sentence. So for example, if you have the thought, it's impossible to make six figures as a coach, that one sentence would be considered a rule. Now, a rule is not absolute truth. It's just an idea. It's a thought in your brain. And the our rules ultimately determine how we show up in life, what amount of success we allow ourselves to have, the overall experience we have in our lives, and the results we end up creating. Now, rules can work for you or against you. So all of the rules that you've been playing the game of life with right now have gotten you to the exact place that you're at in your life. So in many ways, they've worked for you, right? They've gotten you to the the place in your career that you're in, the place in your finances that you're in, the place in your health that you're in, and the relationship status that you're in. So your rules in many ways have worked for you. However, they may have also been working against you. So that's why whenever you want to grow and evolve and take your life to the next level, it requires that you examine the rules that you're playing by to see what rules need to change and be rewritten. It's like that old saying that what got you here will not get you there. 
So you have the power to write your rules, but it is difficult sometimes to know what our rules are. And that's why we have coaches to help us. That's why this is one of the core tools that we teach inside Thriving Coach Academy. We call it rule book coaching. We teach our coaches how to recognize and pull out the specific and exact rules that are holding their clients back so they can then rewrite those rules in a way that's going to serve their clients. Now, our rules are often something that we pick up through various sources in our lives. We pick up a lot of rules from our upbringing, our family, our parents, our schooling, our teachers. We pick up rules from the media. We pick up rules from religion and society at large. So we have all of these different rules that start to shape us and in many ways limit us. Now in this episode, I want to share with you a handful of the most common and most limiting rules that people have. And this comes from years of experience working with clients and assessing what are the trends, patterns, and themes. Now, there are so many different rules out there. Again, I'm just going to give you a handful of what I've seen to be the most common and often the most sneaky rules. So let's start with the first one. The first most common rule that holds people back is the rule that your past defines who you are or that your past defines your future. So you might have the idea, my past defines who I am, uh, my past defines my future. Another way to think of this rule is the idea, I can't do something because I haven't done it before. So where in your life do you find that this rule might happen for you right now? If you have this idea that, well, I want to do or achieve or accomplish blank, but I don't think I can do it because I have not done it before. That is an example of this rule, my past defines my future, right? So if you if you are thinking, I want to, I want to run a marathon, but I don't know if I can do it because I've never done it before. Or I want to start a business, but I don't know if I can do it because I've never done it before, right? This is a very common limiting rule. Now, here's the truth. Your past doesn't define your future. Your past just defines your past. (laughs) And your past is irrelevant to your future. It doesn't have to be relevant at all. You can decide in this moment what's true and what's possible and who you want to be. You get to have that choice. You can decide in any given moment the type of person you are and what's possible and who you want to be. And also, just because you you haven't done something before, that doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it again, even if you won't be able to do it the next time you try. If you've already attempted something before and it didn't get you the result that you want, you might think, well, I've tried something before and it didn't work out, so therefore it's probably not going to work out again. Again, this is another limiting rule. Because in every single moment, you get to decide what's true. You can, you can tell yourself, okay, what's different now? Like what's different about who you are now and the decision that you're making right now? What's different about the approach you're taking? Like sometimes I, I hear coaches say, well, you know, I, I went through another coach training program or whatever. I hired another course, went through another course, hired another mentor, and it didn't work out. So therefore, I think if I try again, it's, I'm not going to be successful as a coach. And I say, well, that was your past. So you don't want to let your past define your future. That's like saying, oh, I went, out on, I went on a date with one person. It didn't work out. So therefore, I'm never going to find love, right? How ridiculous is that? So you have to leave your past in your past 
take the lessons that you got from it, take the insights that you got from it. Like your past can help inform you in this moment to make a different decision. And rather than beat yourself up for previous decisions, you can give yourself grace and realize that this moment right now, you get to decide what's true in it. So your past does not define who you are. It doesn't define your future. Don't let your past hold you back. All right, the second most common limiting rule people have is the rule that you need to work hard to be successful. You need to work hard to be successful. Another form of this rule is thinking that success requires suffering. This one's really embedded in our culture. We think that we have to we have to wear ourselves down and exhaust our our mind, our body, our spirit in order to get where we want to be in life. And with all of these rules, the first step is just looking at them with some a little bit of curiosity and thinking, how true is this really? How true is this, right? Because for so many of these, we just accept them at face value and we don't ever pause to question them. That's the power of coaching. It causes us to put a pause on our tracks and go, wait a second, how true is this really that you need to work hard to be successful? So notice as I go through some of these, if immediately you're like, yeah, that's true. What if it's not true though? Like, What if something else could be true? So I've found that the more that I've believed I've had to work hard to be successful, the harder it's been to become successful. But what I've actually found to be true is that you don't have to work hard to be successful. Success can actually come from, be, from making something simpler. I find that success doesn't require suffering. It actually just requires support, right? So sometimes we have this idea that success requires so much, uh, it's so, so much effort and so much hard work and discipline and all these other things. And it causes us to put so much more heaviness on our journey because now, and if, if you have the rule, even if there's a different pathway in front of you, your brain needs to validate the rule. So even if you have a simple path in front of you, if you believe that success needs to be complicated, like that's, that's kind of another variation of this rule. A lot of people have this idea, like life has to be complicated and therefore even if they are laid out with a simple path in front of them, it goes against their rule. So they will avoid it. They will avoid anything simple because they have to reinforce this idea that life needs to be complicated because they don't know who they are without that rule. So that's a great question to consider. Who are you without this rule? An idea that you need to work hard all the time to be successful. Who would you be without this idea that success requires suffering? What if success could be simple? What if success just required support and you didn't have to suffer and muscle your way through every single goal that you have by yourself in order to be successful? This one was big for me because I, I had this strong part of me that really valued my own independence and I had it as like a form of pride to just get through things on my own. And I realized this was actually like a, a wild moment when I finished going through a coach training years ago. As a student, I felt a sense of guilt come over me because I thought, wait a second, I feel like now that I've learned all these coaching tools, I've cheated life because I've learned all these different ways to navigate challenges. And I, someone had called me out on what I was thinking and they said, no, you, you just have this idea like you need to suffer to be successful. And that's when it, I realized, oh my gosh, no wonder why I feel guilt because now I'm challenging this rule that... I have to always suffer in life. It was it was there. I just didn't realize it until I had learned coaching skills and now learned a way to overcome 
and bypass all of this unnecessary suffering I thought was just required in life. So that's the second most common rule that you need to work hard to be successful and success requires suffering. The third one, this one's so common. The idea that you can't start or do something until you feel ready. Oh my gosh, this one comes up all the time. <laughs> so many people, and likely you because you're a human and we, we have these rules come up. You think that you can't do something until you feel a certain way. Whatever it is, it's the idea that you need to feel X before you can do Y. You think that your emotion, your emotion is, you have a certain requirement for an emotion in order for you to take an action. You might think, oh, I don't feel motivated yet, so therefore I can't do it. Like, I don't feel motivated, so I'm not going to go to the gym. Or I don't feel inspired, so therefore I'm not going to post online. Or I don't feel energized, so I'm not going to get out of bed. Or I don't feel ready, so I'm not going to start my coaching business. I'm not going to get the training I need because I'm going to wait until I feel ready. I'm going to wait until I feel motivated, inspired, energized. This is a way to keep yourself stuck and trapped. So here's the truth. You can take action even if you don't feel ready. This is a new rule that you want to try on, right? What is it right now? What kind of emotion are you waiting to have right now? For a lot of you, it's probably that you feel like you need to feel more ready and prepared in order to take some kind of step forward with your coaching business, right? Some of you, it's just getting started or getting training. You're like, well, I'm not quite ready yet. Listen, you're never going to feel ready. You're not. There's no perfect time. You, your brain is trapping you. It's keeping you stuck. You must be willing to take action even if you don't feel ready. If you're waiting for the, oh, the stars to align and you to feel all the feelings, it's just not going to happen. And unfortunately, this is why so many people prolong and postpone their success because they're just waiting for this magical emotion to appear. And the reality is it doesn't have to. You don't have to feel any sort of way before you can take action. So again, the truth is you can take action. You can do something even if I don't feel ready. Think about what that opens up for you right? Because your brain like, I don't feel, I don't feel this way yet. Well, I don't need to feel that way. Like you want to start having this dialogue with yourself. I don't need to feel ready and I can still take action. So that one is a game changer where you can, when you can introduce that to your clients, but also remember you are your first client. So how can you be an example of that rule yourself? Okay. The fourth common rule, this one's especially big for big hearted people, very compassionate individuals, uh, people that are in service related industries, and people that might have caregiving tendencies, having the rule that putting yourself first is selfish. Putting yourself first is wrong. I've heard this one come up all the time. Okay, you might think that if you do something that benefits you and provides you with some kind of value, that it is selfish. And you might think that selfishness is bad. That's another variation of this rule. Recently, I made a podcast where I broke that down and I talked all about how sometimes we actually need to embrace these so-called negative qualities to really move our life forward and become the person that we're meant to be. And one of those qualities is selfishness. So you might think that anything that is self-serving is selfish and that's bad, so you should avoid doing it and you should just focus on other people and giving to others. When the reality is that putting yourself first is necessary at times, right? When you put yourself first, you're able to provide yourself with what you need to flourish and thrive. And this allows you to then also give back even more to others, 
Okay, sometimes it's necessary to do this. I, like one example that always comes to mind. One of our students, a big shout out to her. Her name's Jules, and she very openly has shared this story and uh, and inspired others. Her story is also on our website. She, when she was enrolling in our coach training program, she talked about how it was such an emotional decision for her because being a mom for so many years with her three kids. For a long time, she just believed that it was wrong and selfish for her to put herself first. And the the awareness and the transformation she had was that by investing in herself, by pursuing her goals and dreams, it's not selfish. It's actually inspiring because she's inspiring her kids and setting an example for them to see what's possible and to witness their mother go after her dreams and goals. And by not doing that, she is doing them a disservice. So she realized she like had this whole 180 around her idea of putting herself first. She now saw she now sees putting herself first as something that's necessary, not just for her, but also for the people that she loves and cares about because it allows her to be an example for them. So that is the fourth most common rule. It's that putting yourself first is selfish or wrong. No, putting yourself first is often necessary and it allows you to be an example for others and ultimately give back more, right? You fill your cup up and then you have more to overflow back to others. The fifth and final rule that I want to talk about, and obviously I can geek out about rules all the time. And one of the one of the cool resources we are we're soon going to be sharing with our coaches in the academy is a special uh, rule book a rule book scenario handbook where it gives them like a hundred different scenarios where they can pull out all the rules. So our coaches are already amazing at this, but we're going to make them even more proficient at pulling out the rules in their coaching sessions. So it's a, it's a topic that we really have a lot of fun with. So one more that I want to share you with before we finish is the rule that nothing is working. So sometimes you might be taking action towards a goal and you don't get the results that you want and you think that nothing is working. This is a very common limiting rule and it can discourage you right away because you just think, well, I'm wasting my time or, you know, I'm not I'm not getting what I wanted. I should have I should have results faster. Often the word should is kind of embedded in so many limiting rules that we have, the word should. So you might think I should be getting better more results or faster results. The truth is everything is working. It's either that something is working on you or something is working for you. And it's really important to remember this. So when I got in my earlier phases as a coach, I would do certain actions and I wouldn't get the clients immediately. And I thought, well, nothing's working until I realized that no, everything's working. It's just things need to work on you before they can work for you. So I realized that when we take action we can feel like we're entitled to getting the results and for things to work for us right away. And that's what leads us to discouragement when really often things need to work on us before they can work for us. Working on you, and some, when you take action and something works on you, it means that it's growing you. It's helping you become more resilient, more patient, more determined, more focused, more clear. And work has to work on you before it can work for you. So everything is working. It's either working on you or for you. And this one really transforms you whenever you take goals, especially if you're an ambitious person, especially if you are launching or growing a coaching business, because there's going to be a lot of times where you feel like things don't work, but really everything is working. Like when I first decided to do a workshop, I would put it out there and marketed it. No one, no one signed up for my workshop. No one showed up. And I thought, oh, well, it's not working. And I realized, you know what, just like me putting myself out there and marketing myself and like really standing in my power as a coach, that was the work that was done on me. And I needed to go through that. Like I, I wasn't yet ready to have or available to have 
a whole room full of people at a workshop. I needed the work to be done on me before it worked for me. And then the next time I put myself out there, I had people start to sign up and show up and it continued to grow from there. So all that you're doing, all the efforts that you put in, I promise you it is working. There is a divine purpose for it. The work is working on you and then it will eventually work for you in the form of the the goals, the outcomes, the money, the clients, the love, the connection, this whatever it is that you ultimately want, the external stuff. The internal journey has to happen before the external results appear. So in summary, these are the most common rules that hold people back. They are, my past defines my future. Remember, the truth is your past does not define your future. You can decide who you are in this moment. The second one was that you need to suffer to be successful. The truth is success can be simple and success just requires support. The third old rule is you can't start something until you feel ready or prepared or motivated. The truth is you can take action even if you don't feel ready. The fourth old rule is that putting yourself first is selfish or wrong. The truth is putting yourself first is necessary and it's inspiring. And the fifth and final most common rule is that nothing is working or you should have results faster. The truth is everything is working. Things work on you before they can work for you. All right, that's what I got in this episode on the rule book. This is again, one of the most common challenges that clients deal with. And it is one of the philosophies that we go so deep into and show you exactly how to identify rules that your clients have, rewrite them with your clients and see them get new results. So before we finish this episode, I'll include a short clip from an interview I did with one of our coaches, an actual coach who went through Thriving Coach Academy. So you can hear their story, learn from their wisdom, and be inspired. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. I'm David Cotton, and I'm actually a TCA certified coach. I first discovered coaching. uh, It was during COVID. I was seeking answers about myself, having recently come out as gay. So it was a lot of deep personal work focusing on my purpose, my direction, my bliss, the reason to get out of bed in the morning. My whole world had shifted. Uh, I had come out as gay, divorced after almost 30 years. I had retired from the military from a very successful career. I had been in business and been successful. And I was looking for something to really help me focus on who I was and coaching was doing that. Uh, Not only... Did coaching help me? But I realized that actually helped me understand and align my personal values and what my bliss or contribution to the world might be. I had already completed the training from another highly regarded international coaching program. And it got down to the point of the certification process and it just did not sit with me. Every time I asked a question on, well, how do you start your business? How do you get clients? How do I improve my skills? The answer was always, well, hire a coach to help you through it. I thought, well, I've been through the training. I, I I want some more resources to actually help me move forward. And after I did my research and found Frank and Thriving Coach Academy, that's baked into the program. Uh, now that I've completed the Thriving Coach Academy certification, I have no intent of looping back to complete the other. It has exceeded my expectations on all the support that Thriving Coach Academy has put together for the instruction piece, to learn the skills, to practice the skills, to build uh camaraderie and partnership with other students, and then all of the aspects of how do you build a business? How do you market yourself? How do you find clients? And how do you approach all of these decisions in your life with confidence to move forward without hesitation? When I think of my biggest win or success thus far, it makes me smile because after having a career of 40 plus years that are considered extremely successful, retired Air Force Brigadier General, Senior Executive of the Department of Defense, a corporate officer in civilian companies, 
after all that experience, going through Thriving Coach Academy, I kid you not, I gained greater insight and confidence in myself. In the past, I would always underestimate my abilities, even though I'd end up being successful. I'd stress about it. I'm now more at peace and confident in my abilities, realizing while I may not have the answers and all the solutions for it today, over time they'll come. I just need to remember what my goal and objective is and focus on that and move forward and make decisions because you don't move forward unless you make a decision and take the next step. If you're someone that's considering coaching and considering the academy, I would say just take the leap. You could do the research yourself. I've done that already. Many of my peers have done that already. We all came to the same conclusion that Thriving Coach Academy does seem to have the, the beginning to the end that you need for the skills, to develop those skills, to actually develop the business, how to sustain the business, how to market the business, how to present yourself as a coach to others, and then how to sustain that business to go forward and thrive. And even if you decide not to pursue coaching, you'll find out that you're a better human being in the end to apply those skills and insights just into your daily life and activities. I am most surprised how much I grew as an individual and how much more confident I feel in the world that I live in, engaging with friends and family and the unknown and dealing with life's challenges and opportunities. When you do get started, my advice for you to be successful is to start with an open mind and do not overthink. Uh, I joke that sometimes my nickname should be David the Overthinker. Just be an open mind and accept what you're learning and understanding and realizing that there's another perspective to look at that and you'll actually grow and gain from that. Stay engaged with your peers in the program. They are the uh, a great source of information of how you're doing and also to see how they perform. You'll pick up tools and tricks by watching others. Be ready to dive right in. Uh, take on initial clients. Even if you think you're not ready, take on some pro bono folks. Test it out. You know, See how it works. Do that in the first month you sign up. So therefore, when you're learning things, you can apply them in real time as you develop more skills and you have more to work with those pro bono clients. Or if you get a paying client, go that as well. And then decide who you need to be in life. Not what you need to do, but who you want to be in life and use that as your focus and mindset as you move forward. That's the foundation for your decisions as you go entering your coaching endeavor. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.